Minded Podcast, powered by the CDA. Fernando, here we are. Pleasure to meet you, finally. <laughs> we were talking about a little bit early behind the scenes there. We've been trying to get together or do something now for quite some time. And then I find out you're going to be in Milan. I'm like, now I'll get him. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. No, pleasure to be here. Thank you. How are you? Very good. Very happy to be in Milan. Good. Have you had the chance to kind of walk around, see the city a little bit? What's your first kind of impression so far? Well, I think uh, this city is very special for many reasons, right? But uh, always a pleasure to walk in the city and see the energy in this week. Uh, it's so many uh, designers from different fields get together and the uh, extraordinary combination between the beautiful uh, architecture and the urban texture of the city, density of the city. Uh, with the energy of the people that are coming this week to share their designs and all this company that shares their capabilities and their, mm. and their products. So it's really a pleasure to spend time in, in these days in, in this week. In yeah, this I was place. talking earlier with somebody else. The energy is like so, it's incredible. I was here last year, which they push it to July mm -hmm. or June because of COVID restrictions and everything else. And it was fine, you know, but this time around, you can just feel it. Like people are excited to be here, mm -hmm. there's so much going on, so much energy. So I'm, I'm glad we, we were able to squeeze a little bit of time to have no, you No, bless you, bless you. I think I just realized our Latin American background, that you, you're from Brazil and me from Mexico. There's yes. this kind of uh, invisible connection, no? That, and that's that the beauty, was, again, one connect. of the beauties of being here too. You will find people all over the world. It's mm -hmm. one of the few fairs that in, when it comes to not only uh, representation, but also participation, you will find people from each other background. Mm -hmm. And uh, something I think other people, other fairs should you know, really inspire to bring not only Latin mm -hmm. Americans, but also you know, Asian and uh, Africans and all different ethnicities and designers to, to be represented in, in our community. Mm -hmm. um, I was reading a little bit about your latest endeavor, Bitcoin City, and I'm just curious about it. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, so uh, we were requested to develop a city for Central America some years ago, and I developed this concept of a free city. Mm -hmm. uh, so a city can, that can grow organically, that is based on the 15 minutes walkable city and uh, uh, more recently, President Bukele saw that design and asked us if we can adapt that concept to Bitcoin City. That is his vision to develop the south of the country. And uh, uh, we thought that was an amazing opportunity because then it's this uh, project that is uh, developing on parallel of the technology of Bitcoin. No? Mm -hmm. As you know, Bitcoin is based in the blockchain. That is a Correct. revolutionary technology that will change the way in which we move money the way in which we develop intelligent contracts for many different industries in, in, in the planet, right? So how you rent uh, an apartment, how yeah. you organize an election in a country. So this, this, uh, this technology is going to change many things on the future, no? For example, just how we, we move money between countries, the remittances that you send from Europe to Africa or from America to Latin America. Yeah. Billions of dollars that are now in the hands of the banks are going to be moved to the hands of the people. So we firmly believe that this technology is going to change the world in many different ways. No? And um, the idea of the doing Bitcoin City is basically how you can do a new 
type of uh, super sustainable development that boosts the development of the southern country. Mm -hmm. This is coming also with the new airport. So I'm designing the new airport. Uh, as you know, I designed Mexico City Airport. Yeah. Partnership with Lord of Norman Foster. Uh, and we gained experience of airports uh, in the last 10 years. So now we are doing it for President Bukele, an airport that is designed in two phases. So the beginning is for the beginning, first investors, private uh, airlines, small yeah. operation, and then you can grow organically to have a, a bigger airport as the city, because cities develop in the next decade. So yeah, as an architect to, to do a new city, so like a dream, right? Like Niemeyer doing Brasilia, Le Corbusier doing Chandigarh. Yeah. Even Norman Foster has developed Mazar in Middle East. So as an architect to design a city is like a, almost like a dream, It is the right? ultimate dream, The ultimate right? dream, yeah. It started like, uh, okay, do a new city, but it has evolved to be much more specific with very clear requirements. Okay, let's move the ministers, let's move the, the, uh, the office of the president, mm -hmm. the Supreme Court, the the assembly, so, so the Congress. So basically now we are designing a set of buildings that at the end is what define the DNA of a city, some yes. of the most iconic pieces, right? Uh, and of course, because it's a beacon city, it's a circular city mm -hmm. that is raised by this kind of public promenade, uh, public elevated green space. Uh, it's all about the quality of the public space, but also the vision of doing a super sustainable city that brings the energy from the volcano and make it uh, with geotechnical energy of a super efficient city in terms of how you manage the waste, how you manage the electricity and the grid. No? Now, that's, of course, it's such an incredible endeavor and an incredible amount of work. What was the first thing that you decided to prioritize in terms of, okay, this is for me right now to get this project going, at least developing the aspect, what I wanted to look like, I need to figure it out this aspect first. No, one fundamental aspect is uh, location. They even ask us where do you want, where shall we place the city, right? So mm. one was to analyze the environment and choose the location next to a volcano and uh, next to the Gulf of Fonseca, where mm. you have three other, two more countries. So it's a very singular uh, location. Then to start to define the scale of the city. So what's the real dimension, a scale comparison to other cities in the world, threatens and how much density, how much people can live in this uh, development. Uh, and, and then start to think, okay, can we start to define the main elements that are going to define the DNA of the city? So we start to design La Ramblas, the central plaza, that is a beacon plaza dedicated to show the history of money in a museum. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then main public buildings. And then together with a great team of collaborators to start to define uh, the main uh, width uh, and also the main densities. And, and then try to see the reference of cities in the world. You know? mm -hmm. uh, where you place the densities, how you manage this vision of the 15 minutes walkable city. That is how any European town works, basically, that you have walkable mm -hmm. distance. Uh, all the services that you need, your shop, your offices, your housing, uh, your public space, everything within 15 minutes walkable space. So based on that concept, then you start to develop the grid and the density that define the DNA of the city. 
um, at the center, we will start the construction with this beautiful plaza that it's kind of a flat, empty point mm -hmm. where we have carved the via Bitcoin uh, as a sunken courtyard to make this kind of a temporal, almost uh, uh, like a, almost Saudi Arabia carved stone uh, feeling of seeing this technology as part of the evolution of civilization. And then you have a very uh, specific story of how you share with the people how we start to exchange uh, metals, animals, uh, yeah, grains, uh, until we evolve to coins and then mm -hmm. bills and then credit cards until the yeah. technology of how the trading. blockchain. It's yes. of trading using. Yeah, the, the, the concept of energy and money through the history of civilization until the blockchain and how the blockchain is going to be revolutionary for decentralized finance and, and all the implications for that in the world today. No? Now you were talking about the DNA of the city. When we look into some of the greatest cities in the world, there's so much history and behind and heritage that really makes the city where it is. How do we implement that DNA, that culture in a brand new city? Yeah, I think uh, when you analyze the history of cities designed by architects, uh, the examples we just mentioned, mm -hmm. there's always this kind of uh, uh, two different views. No, One is that no, it, it, it failed because it didn't achieve this or that humanitarian qualities, right? Uh, but on the other side, no, it was super successful because they managed to develop this new political center, for example, in the case yeah. of Brasilia. Correct, yeah. So uh, I think that... Uh, uh, that to envision a city requires really like a, a presidential uh, leader that has a vision to develop a new, uh, a new, a new place in the country, right? So, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, Salvador is quite singular for many reasons. One is the dimension of the country is quite small, but also when you see the map, it's half of the country is not developed. So the vision of the president, visionary president, to develop the southern country, develop the Gulf of Fonseca, uh, to the new airport and, and, and really push the government to do that new city. Uh, it's really like a, an extraordinary uh, vision to try to really boost the economy of the country, boost yeah. the employment, uh, boost the destination, boost the tourism. They have beautiful beaches in that area. So it's, it's also going to develop the country by bringing more remittances, mm. so bringing more resources, more investments. Uh, of course, it's also based on chapter city concept that uh, is basically the idea that you have a new uh, perimeter that you will uh, create a lot of incentives by the government to receive more uh, foreign investment. So the, the taxes uh, are completely rethought. So you have a lot of incentives and you are going to only have taxes for for consumption, but mm -hmm. uh, it's, a, it's a tax that is the, the softer tax, and, and that tax is dedicated to the maintenance of the city, but yeah. the, all the rest of the taxes are uh, kind of having free tax for new citizens that come and invest in new buildings and new developments. So um, it's uh, definitely a way to boost the development of a country, and you can only imagine this type of project if you have somebody that has this leadership and this vision. Not President Bukele arrived at 37, he's 40 and he's the most popular president in the Americas. So mm -hmm. it's, it's really uh, the only way in which you can do a new city is to have a president that says, let's develop a new, a new city, right? Yeah, uh, no. It's, 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 you need to bring all the structures of the government top down. Top down yeah. 
And, and in many countries you cannot do it, but it, there are of course some exceptions in the world. Saudi Arabia is another one yeah. where the, the prince has the capacity to say all, all the structures of the government can be aligned to develop a new city, right? Yeah, I think a good example that we can see, at least in the last few years, would be perhaps a lot of the, you know, Middle Eastern cities you can consider that really grow so fast and develop mm -hmm. entire cities within the next 20 years. But when we look at those examples, it feels like it became a very affluential city, but very limited to a certain group of people. Like mm -hmm. it wasn't quite a welcome for the general public in terms of locals that grew up in that region. Is that something that when you develop in city like this, you want to make sure that you're not only bringing new investment, you know, uh, business and opportunities, but you're also kind of treasuring the people, the local people, the community from the country as well can be included in participating in that progress? Mm -hmm. Well, I think they, are, they have managed to really embrace this concept of Bitcoin, right? And the technology that comes with Bitcoin. So they, they are promoting their local wallet called Chivo. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's basically a product for the locals, right? And the whole concept is that the local citizens are going to be uh, they are going to be the first one that has the uh, benefit to be involved in this technology. I truly believe that Bitcoin is a limited supply to 21 million coins, and therefore the value of Bitcoin is going to always rise. Mm -hmm. uh, and, um, uh, yeah, I think it's a good question. You need to do a city that is uh, attractive enough for foreigners to come, yeah. but also uh, uh, realistic enough to the local context for the citizens to want to live there. No? Uh, as the beginning of the energy of the city is built by local people because we are going to build the offices for the government. Mm -hmm. The energy of these people is the first ones that start to define the, the, the reality of the city. So even like Brazil, when they moved the main offices of the government, yeah, the, exactly. the main density that they were managed to build was through local people and uh, employment, uh, employees of the government, right? It would be similar in this case. No? No, I think it's fascinating. It's such a bold idea. And to see that happening, you know, in that part of the world is even more exciting because we haven't had anything like that done, perhaps since Brasilia, you know, mm -hmm. and it isn't for us. Uh, how far in the process, what, what, where in the process are you right now? Well, in different, mom different moments of the city are more developed. The center of the city is uh, in construction documents, ready to start to be built in the next six months. But then other parts of the city will require more time to develop, yeah. two more years of design to start construction. But the vision of this government is to, to have consistent, important progress in the next five years. But of course, uh, that's always on the scale of a city. It's just the beginning, the stage one of the development of the city. Mm -hmm. We think this we're uh, going to start construction, the center next year. And uh, in the first five years, you'll have the first governmental buildings. And then it's a stage of 20 years to have the full density of the city. Now, you were given a big assignment, and I'm sure you kind of studied the idea of how to develop a future city, a city of the future. Are you, what are you trying to do to kind of implement some of your own personal taste? Because at the end of the day, if you do, you, you're the person, you know, doing all of it. Are you trying to incorporate things for you that you think is very important that you want to make sure it has your signature aesthetic or your signature look? As an architect, I think you try to understand the world of today and then mm -hmm. you try to use design to make a translation uh, for a specific program in a specific place. Uh, rather of having a dependency or an interest of my personal taste, what I'm very interested in is that uh, the design process helps us to actually translate what is the best 
solution for that specific context in that specific time in, mm -hmm. in the city, right? So, for example, when you are, we are designing some of the ministries, uh, and we want to have like super efficient and sustainable buildings. So they're almost like a block that celebrates the technology of blockchain, right? Mm. But on the other hand, when you do the presidential house, it's, it's the opportunity to do something that is a super efficient, um, uh, more iconic building, right? So I think uh, how you make a super efficient office building that at the same time has important presence, it's mm -hmm. an icon, you are going to visit a visionary leader that make this city possible, so what's the experience you want to have, what's the type of building. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I think um, regardless of my specific taste is what I think is uh, uh, the ultimate goal is that design really serves for the people, right? It serves for the purpose of this the vision and the mission of this project, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm very interested that also architecture connects with a specific time, with a specific technology. You were just mentioning to Marcel Wanders previously about the artificial intelligence, no? yeah. so we are just meeting now the point in civilization where it becomes like mainstream, right? So how designers are using these tools or how these uh, the tools are going to affect design, right? Yeah. So, so I, I think you need to be able to arrive to this city and feel that, okay, this city was designed at the time that artificial intelligence was mainstream in the world, right? Um, uh, I think it's going to change forever how designers work. It's going to change forever how uh, we design, uh, we even draft a text, right? So uh, uh, I think these uh, the tools are going to be also crucial to define even the DNA of the city, right? Now, talking about AI, do you know that chat G, uh, GPT is, is banished here in Italy? I didn't know. It's, it really? You can't, you can't access well, it. Well, I know the Almond, the founder, together with Elon Musk, yeah. developed this uh, originally in LA and he's based in the United States. So I thought it was more developed from that part of the world, but I can't imagine that for many yeah, reasons. Yeah, I, I think. What I hear is that it's forbidden here in Italy, correct? It's, That's what yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, you can't access it. You, ah. know, you, you, you can't you access have it. access. It's I don't know. Banned. It's, it's banned. banned. Yeah, it's banned. So it would be interesting to see how countries yes. who approach the technology. Yes. Because as you mentioned, it's very new and everybody don't really quite figure out what to do and how to use mm -hmm. it. But for, for, for the Bitcoin city, is all technology would be like, welcome. This is what we want the city to be. Yeah, I think the city needs to be connected with this specific moment. And mm -hmm. part of this moment, we like it or not, is that this thing is already there and, yeah. and it's mainstream. And, and people are, without any doubt, is one of the most important technologies in the world today. Yeah. And it's going to affect everything in our lives. So there was an interesting article some years in, in The Economist saying that we are the first generation, that we are going to be uh, living with robots and superhumans, right? Mm. So three different species are going to coexist. Uh, robots are already there, yeah. but they are going to become mainstream in some years, as Tesla already announced, it's going to be probably more important sales and income than the sales of their cars. Uh, and also robots are going to change many things, not many industries, no? rather of having an employee doing uh, coffee for you in the morning, it will be a robot most likely. Yeah. And, and this will have implications in many industries, of course. Uh, so, of course, 
Yeah, but this is the beginning of a new chapter for civilization, right? Yeah. Uh, artificial intelligence can be the biggest threat in the humanity. We all know that. Yeah. Uh, that's why uh, Google yesterday announced that we should definitely put rules and limit the, the use of artificial intelligence. They put their project on hold mm -hmm. uh, as a difference of GPT, yeah. uh, Alman, that they really developed the, this uh, first project of artificial intelligence with uh, Microsoft because they thought Google is this kind of titan, so let's uh, develop yeah, it's it. Yeah, guy. Yes, <laughs> uh, uh, and yeah, this is going to be all in history of civilization, right? Uh, and it's a new chapter, and uh, especially I think designers will have a, a huge impact on this. Yeah, there's only yes. two type of people up that when they think about this the subject. Either the people who is very excited or the ones that are terrifying. Mm -hmm. You seem like you're most excited I'm about the possibility. Excited. I know, I know that it's the beginning of a new chapter. We have huge risks and there's no return. This is the point of no return, sadly. So, uh, of course, it's not longer science fiction, but it's the beginning of a place where we we can regret a civilization, but it's already there. I mm -hmm. mean, no, nobody's having the guts or the of the force or the will to to stop it. It's already here, and it's, it's extremely. Uh, this is just the beginning uh, for designers. It's extremely tempting. Uh, mm -hmm. All the young designers are just trying to imagine things that were unthinkable before in seconds, right? Uh, um, as a source of inspiration, I think is uh, extraordinary. Uh, the difference between graphic design and architecture is that architecture is this practice where you really solve problems uh, to make buildable structures. Mm -hmm. And so far, what you see in these softwares are yeah, like images. Journeys exactly. images. All that generation of softwares, they are doing images. It's not yet real architecture, there's yeah. a big gap in between, right? Uh, but whomever has understand the gap in between, I think, has the capacity to really use favorably, uh, in favor of these tools to, to progress faster. Uh, but really understanding what is this gap, right? It's, it's, it's between graphic design to real building, there's a big gap of how you solve a project, their engineering, their structure to make it a useful and realistic piece of architecture that will stay and be built forever, right? How long do you think it will take to the gap to close in? That one point that you're going to be able to use the technology with your next building or something like that? But well, we are currently already using it in yeah. our, our projects because uh, it's an amazing source of inspiration. But as I mentioned before, there's a real gap between what is design so and more of a sense. So more I think that yeah. gap will continue to exist. Uh, is uh, The challenge of architects is how you actually um, uh, uh, develop that gap from the architectural reality to, to the graphic design reality, right? For fashion designers, it's, it's a much simpler gap. It's really, really short mm -hmm. because graphic designers can really use that source of inspiration and, and, and build it in a couple of days. Uh, very yeah, close. Yeah, you can scale, exactly. exactly. Yeah, I, I think architecture is one of the slowest, if not the slowest, uh, design practice, right? In comparison to fashion or graphic designs, that they're yeah. very immediate. And this is a world that are creating very immediate representations, right? So it's extremely attractive for graphic designers, fashion designers. The architecture has other implications because they're dealing with space and structure and yeah. constructability, right? Uh, any other projects that you're working on that you're super excited about? Well, 
Always to design an airport is fascinating, right? Uh, I mean, it sounds very simple, but it's kind of uh, always challenging how you solve the, the wrong way in a specific field, uh, how you build it, how you connect the planes with the land, and how you make this kind of parking for planes that is at the same time the first experience of a place. Yeah. So you get down of the plane and what's the building you see and that's your first impression of a country, right? So uh, I dedicate 10 years to Mexico City Airport. Uh, I'm sure it's an airport that is the best way to connect the center of Mexico and I think we need it and sooner or later we'll come back. Mm -hmm. And I'm designing and starting constructing the Salvador New Airport and, and always to do an airport is like a, really a joy because it's like it's a, it's a territory that hasn't been explored by many architects, but it's the first gate to a country. So it's always like really a pleasure to, 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 to develop the possible way in which you develop the gate to a country, right? Now, walking through Milan, as this, this idea just, thought just came through my head, you see a lot of new projects and furniture and lighting and, mm -hmm. and exhibitions. When you see things like that, do you feel like you want to do more of that? I mean, have you done any collection before? Yeah, we, I believe we, so. We, yeah, we have done but some collaborations with the... Uh, have you felt the need of like, you know what, I kind of want to, I have a couple of ideas and I want to get my hands back on that. Uh, yeah, well, definitely when you see some of the exhibitions of some of the main uh, companies, mm -hmm. you're always really excited to see the level of craftsmanship, the level of quality that these companies are uh, presenting. It's quite beautiful to see the difference between the good and the great, right? Yeah. You see a lot of good, 90% of the brands, and then you, then you see the great companies, the and they are like um, unbelievable quality, right? Uh, yesterday I see two of them that were like, wow, what an yeah. amazing gap exists between what is good and great. Uh, amazing lighting companies, amazing furniture companies that uh, managed to do really extraordinary layouts, extraordinary products, extraordinary uh, experiences uh, mm -hmm. during these days in the salon. Um, and we're in conversations with some companies to keep exploring furniture design, lighting design, product design. Is that something you're exploring even for the Bitcoin city? Like when you're talking no, about... No, I think that, that is more on the scale of uh, houses that we're okay. doing. I'm designing my own villa, uh, mm. similar to we were just mentioning. Yeah, we're talking about yeah, yeah. Uh, Mine was not from series, it was a restoration, but okay. uh, uh, with a lot of freedom because it's for myself. So uh, I design all the furniture and, uh, and uh, yeah, what is singular is Mexico has an amazing climate. and. The border between the indoors and outdoors is the glass, right? Mm -hmm. So we have a very liquid uh, limit between indoors and outdoors. There is a completely continuous corrugated glass that mm -hmm. separates the public space Beautiful. and the garden. Uh, I would love to show it to you next time you're in Mexico. It's, yeah, yes. no, I would love to see yes. it. You know, the interesting thing about Mexico in general, there's such a rich history of an amazing architects and mm -hmm. design. And a lot of people not really aware of that. Mm -hmm. What do you think was the beginning? you know, of that, of the culture of that idea and, and that, you know, really made Mexico City to be where it is today in terms mm -hmm. of quality of design. Well, I think there are like um, recognizable three or four moments in the history of architecture in Mexico. Of course, the pre-Hispanic architecture, the pyramids, the, mm -hmm. the, the cultures of the Mayas and the Aztecs, they built uh, extraordinary piece of architecture, especially yeah. Mayas, in my opinion. Yeah 
the integration of architectural nature, the relationship between architecture and astrology. Uh, they were masterpieces. Like if you go to Palenque, it's mm. a masterpiece there. This is World Heritage uh, sites. There are really extraordinary pieces of architecture developed by Mayas in all the country. And then this is the period where we were colonized by Spanish people, it's the conquista, no? So you have this kind of mix uh, between European and European, local architecture. Yeah. And then in the 70s, 50s to 70s, and 1950s to 70s, Mexico has this kind of economical boom. Mm. Uh, we grow the economy five times. And, and, uh, and Mexico City produced a couple of masterpieces of modern architecture. Uh, Ramirez Vasquez Anthropology Museum, Barragan were developing his own language, uh, developing uh, this kind of combination between the local crafts and tradition combined yeah. with the modernity and making this kind of singular mix with the use of color uh, that create these masterpieces. Uh, and one can say that today Mexico is in this kind of moment of um, uh, rev uh, revision of all the history, right? Uh, and it's a very rich uh, country in terms of culture, natural resources, of course. We have some of the best beaches in the world, I think. Uh, it's a very diverse territory. Mm. So you have uh, deserts, you have jungles, you have forests. Big so, so country as well. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really one of the five most biodiverse countries in the planet. Yeah. So it's, uh, that's quite singular. And I think Mexico is also Mexico City in itself, the capital is in a nice uh, moment. There is a combination, maybe the different factors, maybe a political crisis, the mm. worst government in the history of my life, combined with an amazing culture that <laughs> is making that the artist, uh, the yeah. artist scene is emerging almost as a result of that political crisis. So it's a very singular place, uh, chaotic, but still full of energy and, and probably that's its personality, right? Uh, people go there and they, they, they love it. And so you, you live there and you get used, but then the, when you see this, uh, foreigners come, then you realize how uh, singular mm. it's becoming. No? Fernando, I want to thank you for joining us today. Yeah, it's you. been such a pleasure. <laughs> As I mentioned to you earlier, we, we've been trying to do this, something like this for quite some time now, and then COVID happened, and, and then, but life goes on, and I'm just thrill that we managed to do thank today you, and I'm you. so excited about Bitcoin City. I can't thank wait you. to see it. It's such an incredible project. Thank you. It's something that will really carry on in the like, legacy and even show how the future can look like for all the cities to improve themselves and you know for, for the population in general. Thanks again. I really appreciate thank it. Thank you. It was my pleasure to be with you. Thank you. Have a great uh, day and enjoy Milan also. Thank you. Yes. All right. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. Minded Podcast, powered by the CDA. This episode was created in partnership with Gagano Sutherland Furniture, Marta Sala, and Illy Cafe. A special thank you to CC Tapis.